stories of some of the world's greatest women unfold here. I am Annette Comer, your host, and each week, the untold secrets of success, strength, and boldness of today's powerful women are revealed. Today's woman is the essence of contradictions, especially as it relates to business and gender. She continues to be a successful businesswoman who has built her business model on the backbone of philanthropy, a feat many women struggle to maneuver successfully. And even though she shows up in the business world as an attractive and petite minority attorney, ego-driven NFL and NBA athletes see her as a trusted confidant who can make their deals happen. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Kimberly Haynes. Hi, Kimberly. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Annette. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. And so am I. I've got some great questions for you. Uh, So we have limited time today, Kimberly. So I want to jump right into exploring this journey to greatness that you're on. And I'd like to start with acknowledging who you are. You're Black, you're a woman, and you're still young. Yet you have already made such a difference in so many ways. Have you had role models that have paved your way and given you the confidence to keep moving forward so boldly? And if so, who have have they been? Yes, I've been very fortunate to have um, my closest role models would be my mother and my grandmothers. Um, They were extraordinarily strong, resilient women, all community servants and educators and committed to the best interests of the whole which would be our community. Um, In addition to my mother and my grandmothers, I also have mentors who kind of took me on as a young attorney 20 years ago. I can't believe it's been 20 years, but 20 years ago and really helped me um, create the niche that I created with my company, Ambi Group. So I've been very, very fortunate to have some tremendous role models um, in my life, female role models, not to mention my father and my grandfathers who would, um, would have been my male role models. And those female role models are really missing so much for today's young women. It's interesting to hear not only did family members serve as a great role model in the female space, but also you had mentors that were willing to take interest in you and show you a way. Yeah. Yeah. The mentors um, have been tremendously helpful for me, not to only help to guide my my trials and eras and to help me as a trailblazing attorney, but to also be a sounding board for, you know, just to be there for me sometimes when I don't have those, those very good moments and those very good days, but they become trusted friends and advisors. And so again, I've been extremely fortunate to have such people in my life. And I'm hoping that I create that type of relationship with the mentees that I have. Excellent. Excellent. So in our pre-interview conversation, you said, quote, others doubted whether I could hold my own among the ego-driven NFL and NBA players. But obviously, Kimberly, you have removed this doubt. What was your secret to overcoming the prejudices and stigmas in your chosen business space? Quite honestly, it's just, I was just my authentic self. 
I didn't put on a lot of airs. I did not show people who I thought they might have seen. What they got was the true blue Kimberly Haynes. Growing up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, going to Spelman College in Atlanta, and then um, graduating from Tulane University School of Law, they got my authentic self. And so that's one of the reasons why I think people, at first glance, they see, of course, they see this Black woman coming in, wanting to kind of change the game as it relates to sports and entertainment. Um, But my work ethic and my seriousness of purpose, my skill set, I'm very, very confident in who I am and what I bring to the table. And so I I would imagine that that's what helped to dispel a lot of the myths that are, you know, that are around Black females in the sports and entertainment industry. But my authentic self was who they got and who they will continue to get. And I want to explore something you just said there just for a second. So I think the authentic self and you understanding what that was, it didn't mean you showed up in your pajamas, but it means you owned what you what you knew and what you didn't know. Right. And then you took that and that built your confidence. And when you showed up in that confidence uh, stance, mm-hmm. it removed doubts that they may have had if you were just one of those girls. Right. Right. And I get I talk to my mentees about this all the time. You will be deemed one of those girls. You will either be deemed one of those girls from the actual players themselves or even their family members, their moms or their dads. So it's really up to you to hold your own and stand your ground and let them know that you are in it for the best interest of your client. Um, As an attorney, we have a, a higher level of ethical behavior that we must withstand in order to remain compliant with the bar associations. So that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) that you want to make sure that you stay true to who you are and don't waver those values. A part of my, my acronym OMBI is optimal management built on integrity. Integrity is the true essence of who I am. And I always, I always advise and admonish people to remember your integrity is what you have and what you have to create your brand and what really sets you apart from a, a lot of people in this industry. Absolutely. And, and speaking into that integrity, uh, I think it is, and it's, it's not fair, as we know, life is not necessarily fair for women in business, but it is this showing up in this place of integrity. Would you agree, Kimberly, that it is it is paramount for women it to is. stay in that space? You have to. You have to. Like I said, men can pull it off and be bad boys, but oh, women, yeah. they're going to crucify yeah. us. Yes, they will. And they have. And so you have to, again, remain true to yourself and keep your integrity at the top of your list of things that you have to continue to to, to drive you, just to drive you. That needs to be your driving force every morning when you wake up, just to remain, um, maintain that integrity that you have, that you've been instilled with, because something has gotten you to that point. So what is that mm, that has gotten you to that point? Got to be your integrity and how you hold yourself out to others. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I think, I hope that the listeners listening to this really pay attention to that because it's a big one. It really is. The data shows women often struggle to balance a successful profit-generating business mindset along with the desire to serve others through philanthropy. Mm -hmm. But yet, this is what you have accomplished with the Ombi Group. So I'd like for you, Kimberly, to share how you achieve this balance so well and what advice you would have for other women who want to accomplish the same. 
Sure. Well, I have an interesting story on how I even got in the land of philanthropy. Well, coming up with a family of philanthropists and community servants, I always knew that I wanted to do something in the community, but I also wanted to explore the the three grueling years that I had in law school to really do something I enjoy doing in the law. I love the law and I love community. So when I was graduating from law school, I received my sports law certificate from Tulane. And so that kind of put me in this next tier of where do you go from here? Again, I wanted to always do something that I love to do. I didn't want to be just one of those stuffy lawyers who sat behind her desk or had to go, you know, argue cases every day and was just miserable. So I wanted to be a sports agent out of law school. But quite honestly, I did not know how I was going to be received as an African-American female in this male-dominated mainly white industry. So I decided to kind of be there. I was very, very strategic as a young law school graduate. And I decided to marry my love of sports and my love of community and merge it into one company, which is Zombie Group. So I created that balance because I truly saw that there was a need in the industry, especially as it related to sports athletes and entertainers. These individuals are very passionate about a lot of their causes, but quite honestly, they would not have the time nor the wherewithal to do it. I saw a lot of my good friends who were going into the leagues wanting to come back to Baton Rouge and give to their community. But again, they didn't know how to do it. So I was like, why couldn't I, why can't I be that girl? Why can't I be that person that puts their passion with their purpose to merge it into one company? So that's how we created the balance of philanthropy and business. We created a business, our own business model. It's a very unique niche. Mm -hmm. A lot of people claim to do it, but not too many people know how to do it well, as we've done for the last 17 years. And so that's how we created the balance. And I absolutely love what I do. So it actually has evolved into something more than just a philanthropy consulting firm. It also We also reach out to our clients for their legal and their business needs. So it has definitely evolved into something that I could not ever have imagined 20 years ago graduating from law school. Well, I, I congratulate you on, on such a successful business model because as I started the question, very few people are able to balance that. And, and women tend to struggle with it even more because they want to give everything away. Right. And so when they get into that giving space, it's like they lose their business mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. Or and then the men struggle and that they get into the business mindset so far that they forget how to pull into that compassion giving side. And, and you seem to have struck the perfect balance. And I congratulate you on that. That's, that is a contradiction in itself to be able to pull that off. Yeah. And we pull it out of all of our clients because again, everybody embodies a passion. So it's just where you're going to put your money, your volunteerism, where, I mean, some people aren't ready for 501c3s. Oh, I've seen it Time and time again, where people, especially a lot of athletes, they see their colleagues, you know, hosting these football camps or these food drives. And then automatically they're thinking, I want a nonprofit, but everybody's not ready for a nonprofit. So then if you're not ready for a nonprofit, where can you become an ambassador to a cause that is very, very near and dear to your heart? So we really align the people with their purpose and community organizations, and it has worked itself out for the last 17 years. And I think it's even surprised you. It has. <laughs> it, because it's evolved into something a lot bigger than what I imagined 20 years ago out of law school. <laughs> uh, the, the life is that way sometimes, isn't it? You just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and right. first thing you know, you end up someplace much greater than you ever thought possible.
like if I'm hosting a football camp for a client and I see the bright smiles of these young kids who may not ordinarily have gotten exposed to five or six professional athletes or gotten book bags for their school years, I know that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, everybody has a purpose and my plan and my purpose just kind of, it started to making sense to me. And so it's those days when I'm like, oh, am I still supposed to be in this industry when I am able to look at a client who's just as giddy throwing that ball as some of those young men and women that they're servicing their football camps. And I'm like, this is exactly what I need to be doing. And this is why you do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to switch gears on you a little bit. I want to talk about another one of your companies, the Haynes Johnson Mm -hmm. LLC. Now, in this company, you share the name with a male colleague. Mm -hmm. I'm curious as to what your strategy is or was and is with this approach, because I can tell from when we talked before and even comments you've made today, you are strategic in your how you approach the business world. Mm -hmm. So what was your thinking on this? Well, I'll tell you, a lot of people think that that's my married name. So they're like, are you Johnson? I was like, no, can I just have a partner? So I was very strategic because, well, one, I'm all about women empowerment. So that's what Ombi Group, Ombi Group is a 100% woman-run organization. So I had to kind of switch it up a little bit. I couldn't always be my women empowerment. So I actually teamed up with a good friend of mine who graduated from law school after me, but we had very, very similar mindsets and ways of doing work and doing business. So I was strategic in that I wanted to partner up with a male colleague because, again, in the industries that we service, people look for those male attorneys. And so it's just kind of like, well, you know, you got me. So it's either me or nobody. But um, in the strategy behind that, it was just that we both aligned the same values and, and morals. And so if I was to do business, I'm very, very particular in who I do business with. If I was to do business with somebody, it needed to be somebody who shared my same values. And has that worked out well for you thus far? It has. Yes, it has. Um, it's been a blessing that we've been in business this long. And um, both of us are very, very successful attorneys. It's interesting, Kimberly, because what I have found in my work that when you can align the female and male energy in leadership, powerful things can happen. Mm-hmm. It, it really can. It, it's um, more than one by itself could ever make happen. Yes. And I, it sounds like you're, you're validating that research that I have done. And I'm, I'm all about collaboration because two heads are always better than one in my instance, especially if you're sharing the same goals and objectives. And so I love to collaborate with other females, other males, and I look to do more in the future because especially in the sports and entertainment industry, why there are, there's enough out there for all of us to eat off of the pie. You can all get your slice of pie. So why don't you come together and just make it that more powerful, more great, you know? So I'm looking to do a lot more collaborations in the future, quite honestly. And I hope this vehicle will allow that to happen even more so for you. I hope so as well. For sure. All right. So I have no doubt that you have had many hurdles and society expectations to overcome on your journey to greatness. In this context, Can you tell me what your self-talk sounds like? You are great. You are worthy. You are accomplished. You are the boss. I have a lot of self-talks. And some days, uh, myself and I talk longer than others. But but it's basically just um, affirming that I can do this job. 
and that I am in this place purposefully. It's not by accident. It's very intentional. And to continue to drive and do what I do, because again, it's those moments that I'm able to talk and see my clients and they're very thankful for the service that they've gotten from my team and myself. And so I know that this is where exactly where I'm supposed to be at that moment. So my self-talks are, like I said, sometimes longer than others, but I, I definitely affirm, keep those affirmations very close, near and dear to my heart because you have to, you know, and you're always self-motivating. I'm always motivating myself to do more. And how can I add this particular aspect of the business? So I'm always learning. That's the beautiful thing about having your own business because you can always expand it to the sky's the limit, basically, you know, if, you, if you're on, your own boss. So in in this self-talk conversation, mm-hmm. do you find that that in that sometimes, do you ever have it come up into your mind that maybe you're not good enough? Of course. Uh, okay. Of course. So I think everyone has yeah. that. And and I think any woman that no matter how successful she's been, for whatever reason, and I think that pops up, it's it's the old imposter syndrome. The more driven we are, the more we're afraid that. Other people are going to find out we're not as good as they think they are. Right. So is it? And so when you have that, is that when you have particularly have those longer self talks yes. of saying, "I am great. I can do this. I'm accomplished." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and also being fearful of expansion. So for a long time, I was scared to expand the company. I was scared to kind of move out of my sweet spot of the philanthropy world and really hone in on my crafts as an attorney. You know, I went to law school. I passed two bars. So that says a lot. But I was very scared of expanding to other service offerings. And I think we as women tend to, again, doubt ourselves and doubt the bandwidth within which we can service our clients. And so I had to put all those, you know, all those doubts aside. And I was like, if it's for you, it's going to be for you. And I always live by that mantra. What's for me, it's for me. What's for you is for you. You know, so I'm always very cognizant about what I do and how I do it. But there are also a lot of doubts in in how I go about doing stuff. And those can sneak in. And and for those of you listening, really pay attention to what Kimberly's saying, because if you don't manage those and pay attention to it and, and hit them right up front, they're like seeds. They get planted and they start to grow and then the doubt gets stronger and then you get knocked off your path. And, and then you start to listen to those society expectations right. and those hurdles become game changers. They knock you off the game and you can't get back in. You become catatonic and yes. you're not able to move forward and you're just stuck in a rut. So you have to dispel those myths and you have to continue to uh, continue to motivate you. Again, you're in this situation for a reason, you know, you've gotten to where you are are now because of hard work and sweat equity and seriousness of purpose. So don't ever doubt that. You can only move forward with it. Don't go backwards, you know. <laughs> so, and I'm always talking to my mentees about this very topic too, because as young females, especially in the sports and entertainment industry, we doubt ourselves a lot. And it, it, sometimes it's internal. It's a lot of times it's internal, you know, I, I, as much as much as more yeah. than, than the other. It's probably more internal than the external Absolutely. in terms of the real damage. Absolutely. Because the external negativity, if you're strong internally, the external negativity kind of just bounces off. Mm-hmm. But if there's dings inside, then mm-hmm. it just creeps in and it's like yeah. a cancer. It just grows and seeps through your soul. And Yeah. 
And um, yeah, absolutely. So Kimberly, is there anything about your journey to greatness that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with other women that are listening to this? My whole thing is strategy. Um, be strategic, but also follow your passion. A lot of us feel like we need the big paychecks and the nice cars and the big houses. But if you're not happy inside, where does that get you? So I always preach to my clients and, and my colleagues that, and to young attorneys, follow what makes you get up in the morning. Don't just follow the paycheck, but go after those things that bring you life bring you happiness because as we can as we see in today's climate life is so short you know and so i live for the moment i live in order to continue to build on the legacy that i'm hoping that i'm leaving to my you know children and my children's children and so my big thing is to follow your passion follow your passion but do it but do it strategically but do it strategically. Because what happens if you if you follow your passion without strategy, you end up tired and broke. Right. Right. <laughs> and yep. haggard looking, and that's not pretty, is it? Not at all. Not at <laughs> we, all. We've seen that in the mirror and it's ugly. It's pretty ugly. <laughs> it's not it's not cute at all. <laughs> but have really, a plan. Yeah, have a plan. Have a plan, yes. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to to tie some dollars to that right. so that you can continue to sustain this, this passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And obviously you have done that with by diversification and by aligning your unique business model, which is another conversation for another whole podcast. Cause we could it dig is. into that business model and really, really analyze what works so well. Right. Kimberly, right. it's been an absolute pleasure having you with me today. And thank you for sharing your wisdom and, and, and for all of you that are listening to the world's greatest woman podcast Remember, this is where we showcase the journeys of women like Kimberly, who are challenging the norms and stepping into leadership greatness. So tune in next week for another great interview with another one of the world's greatest women. Thanks, Annette.